Hello and welcome to The Link. My name is Lindo and I am the host of the podcast. This week, I came across a tweet that I had made sometime last year. And I made the tweet following listening, after listening to an episode of The Anim uh, by Nkululego Telani. And in that episode, he had MK on as a guest. And during the episode, MK made a comment about how middle class or rich black people were to some extent not they were not black but that they were just non-whites and he was i guess trying to drive the point that within the south african context for people to be black people they needed to either be working class or poor and that middle class or rich or even wealthy um people who are read as black in south africa were not necessarily black but that they were just non-white like and i might be doing an oversimplification of mk's point and you know whenever i to decide in the future to have guests on this podcast maybe i should invite him over just to explore that point a bit more but after listening to that episode i tweeted this and i said middle class blacks are not the hill i'm willing to die on but there's a discomfort in tying blackness to poverty and suffering relegating black people who have not suffered to being non-whites is a bit weird to me and I followed that tweet up by saying, I understand that our particular context, blackness is inexplicably linked to suffering, but that cannot be our dominant identity. Actually, funny enough, um, after I posted that tweet, someone um, replied and said, it's barely a thought, doesn't qualify as a lazy one even. <laughs> So since those two tweets were barely a thought, um, I wanted to come into this podcast and expand um, the idea a bit more and hope to God that maybe this time it actually becomes a thought. But what I first wanted to touch on was the idea of saying that, you know, people who have not faced any sort of suffering economically are not necessarily black within the south african context but that they are non-white people i take that i take exception um and i take significant exception in actual fact to that idea of saying that it is only people who have an, ex an intimate experience or a lived experience of being either working class or poor that have uh, that have a that have entitlement over blackness, right? Or, or have a sense of ownership over being black and that everyone else who's melanated um, but who grew up either middle class or rich or even wealthy, that those people are not black but that they are non-white. Because of what I said in the tweet that the fact that we're poor or middle class cannot be the thing that makes us black right and and the reason why i say cannot be the thing that makes us black is because what 
colonial governments, what imperialist nations, and most certainly what the apartheid government did was that they used race as a way to kick people into lower economic strata, right? The, the apartheid system, colonialism, slavery, like all of those things were capitalist enterprises, right? Like race was built, race was conceived of in order to support capitalist enterprise. There is no system of domination the world over, particularly any system of racial domination that did not allow the dominant group to succeed within the market, right? Like, I mean, if you think about imperialism um, and imperialist nations, those people didn't conquer nations or conquer people, groups of people to then you know, just want to be in community with them. Like when the Brit when the British conquered pretty much the entire world, they pillaged those nations of, you know, pretty much all their resources, took away all their artifacts, took away their people, took away their spices, took everything, you know, in order for them to become one of the wealthiest nations in the world. When the United States as well instituted um, chattel slavery, that wasn't because they necessarily hated black people. Um, they most certainly did think of black people as you know subhuman and all of that. But also it was to further a capitalist enterprise because they took slaves to the U.S. Um, for them to you know work in the field and do all of those things, and it was basically free labor. Um, so that, that allowed them to, you know, further their capitalist enterprise. That's why the United States today is the richest nation to ever exist, right? Because of majority because of their imperialist nature, but also because they had a system of free labor for hundreds of years. If you think about the apartheid system as well, Black people were kicked into the lower stratums of the economic class. Black people were essentially created to be the labor class, the working class, the poor, in order for people who were non-white, majority of which were white European people, to then occupy the middle class, comfortably occupy the middle class and the class of people who are rich and wealthy, right? So then for us to, like, taking into consideration that black people the world over and to an extent people of color have been subjugated and dominated by mainly white people into lower economic classes, how then do we embrace suffering, embrace poverty, embrace being a labor force as being a dominant part of our cultural identity as black people when that thing was simply when our blackness was simply used as a way to force us into being a labor class like it does it doesn't it does not make sense to me for us to be proud of our history of being poor 
our history of being, you know, working class. It doesn't make sense to me for us to wear as a badge of honor the fact that as black people we have struggled when our struggle is was not voluntary, but our struggle was simply because of um, our oppressors, the dominant group wanting to further their own capitalist enterprise and wanting to accumulate wealth. Like to me, there's no, there's no badge of honor. There's no, there's no virtue in black people having suffered. There's no virtue in black people having been poor. And, and you know, like I, it's not only just the episode of the Anum that I'm thinking about, but I also just think about broadly, if you look at the media and black celebrities who come from you know poverty and who come from like working class families like all of those things are worn as a badge of honor right to say and i mean to, to some extent i get it right because we do live in a global capitalist society where if you come from the Gata, if you come from poverty or you come from a working class family and you are able to amass some sort of wealth or you're able to get some sort of, you know, hyper visibility, you are able to maybe even access the middle class and you have a platform, you know, th the fact that you pulled yourself up by the bootstraps, whatever that means, and you were able to climb up the economic ladder is seen as something that's virtuous, right? But that then you would have to use the fact that you used to, you know, pee in a bucket and you never had a toilet inside the house and you had to, you know, go outside to use the toilet and that, you know, you and your eight cousins ate from one dish. Like, like all of those things are used by comedians, by musicians, by, you know, actors, by all of these people who have really big platforms as like, you know, like a badge of honor. To say that yeah like i grew up struggling and you know it was it was great and the romantic the romanticization as well of having grown up poor like all of those things we wear as black people as a badge of honor and we use those things to sort of signify that in order to be black you must have this experience and it's like why are we doing that like 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 who are we trying to impress like who are we? And 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 I and I get it that you know I I I'm, I don't only, I don't only want to read this as we're trying to impress uh, white people and show them that we're able to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. And I'm also not saying that you know people spread those kinds of stories because they want to tell everyone else that they are the better black that made it out of the township. Like I understand that a lot of the sharing of those stories is to create a community amongst black people, is to create um, a, it's good kinship around a shared experience. Because as a black person, if you speak about how you used to, you know, have to wake up in the middle of the night and go, you know, pee in a bucket, or the fact that you would have to go outside the house because the only toilet that was there was outside, is an experience that millions of black people have. And so when you share that experience, you are able to, people are able to better resonate with you because they have the same experience. But there's a very distinct difference between sharing an experience for the purposes of creating a kinship around the shared experience and 
sharing the experience because you want to wear it as a badge of honor and sharing the ex- and, and and then also going further to say that you are not black if you don't have this experience right because really what it is like there's nothing the fact that poverty and and struggle is intrinsic to blackness or is so closely tied to blackness is as a result of our oppression and subjugation and subjugation it's not a culture that black people created like we wouldn't we're not voluntarily poor we're not voluntarily working class it's not by natural law or by design that we make up the, the the labor class right like these things are systematically designed to happen and so us then taking those things and again wearing them as a badge of honor does not make sense it really does not make sense and also to add on top of that you know like we we definitely are a new democracy um like we're not even 30 years removed from well we, we are 30 years removed from the official abolition of the apartheid state but we are less than 30 years removed from the creation of a democratic state because you know there was that um like four, three, four year window period between the abolishment of the apartheid state as well as the establishment of a democratic state right because we so we have that four three four year transition period but that being said you have people like black people right now who are 30 years old and have never experienced poverty they've never experienced being a uh, working class they were born in a, into a middle class family grew up middle class have been middle class even rich their entire lives you know like for instance i think about you know in the 80s there were black people in vits university and uct and all of, the, all of these other universities right there was a small group of them right but they were there and so you have like a good for 40 years of certain black people and i you know i'm i'm very careful around that language you have about 40 years in south africa of certain black people being able to access these you know elite universities and post that also being able to secure you know like very good jobs i mean like for instance i'm i think about the fact that the you know first ca is the first black casa in south africa is in his 60s right now um the first woman casa the the first black woman casa in south africa is in her mid to late 50s now so has been a ca for about 30 35 maybe even close to 40 years now there has not there has not been a lot of black women after her you know but there has been there has been right and so what i'm trying to say is that we have in south africa about a good 40 year run of building a black middle class it's still it's still very small i understand that um and also you know there's 
the idea of the black middle class having been having been built off of debt and that the black middle class is highly in debt right but you know whether or not they're in debt they have access to capital and they've accessed that capital and they've used that capital for stuff right so those people and their families for a large part do not know what poverty is like right like do not know what being working classes like they've always had or for the large part have had a middle class experience or a wealthy experience right like for instance if i think about um the the, the lady i mentioned who was the first black woman casa she most likely like qualified in her mid-20s um and so for more than half of her life now she has not been working class or poor right she's been middle class and at some point she definitely became rich <laughs> right and so her and her you know children if she has any and her spouse if she has one ha- don't well let me not talk about her spouse but her children if she has any do not know what it's what it's like to be working class or poor right they might have family members who are poor they might have family members who are working class but they themselves don't have that experience and there's a whole other there's a whole big chunk of black people black children not children now but black adults now people who are in their 30s who do not know what it's like to be anything other than middle, middle class or rich right and so then do those people still have a uh, ownership a sense of belonging in blackness even though they do not know what it's like to live a life of poverty or being a, or to live a life as a working class person okay you know that 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 guy who's that that person who said that this is not even a thought might be onto something because i feel like i'm being wholly incoherent um on this podcast But basically the point that I'm trying to make is this that using economic class as a way to identify um blackness or the way to solidify or, or as a way to solidify blackness or as a way to create kinship amongst black people isn't the girl we think she is she really isn't because in as much as there's a very large group of us as black people who do have a shared experience of being working class or poor it's we enter very dangerous territory if we're going to use that as a marker of blackness because there is another pretty sizable group of black people who do not have that experience and so like what are we saying about them and what are we saying about their blackness if we're going to have kumbaya moments about being poor let's not talk about that as a black thing if we're going to have kumbaya moments about being about growing up working class let's call that what it is growing up working class right because now you are going to want to walk up to every black person and want to have a have a kumbaya moment with them and reminiscing on the fact that you didn't have a toilet inside the house and that person is no idea what you're talking about <laughs> 
like <laughs> you know you're gonna you're gonna wanna have a kumbaya with a black person about going overseas for the first time as an adult and that person went to france when they were nine and they're still black <laughs> right like they don't they just don't have that experience of being of being working class or of being poor right so if if, if we are if we are going to want to if we're going to want to um if we're going to want to be in solidarity around having experienced life in a certain economic class then let's speak about it in terms of um class status and not racial identity right because if as black people we're going to want to have a kumbaya moment about being poor we're going to be very shook that there would be many amongst us who do not have that experience and those people will want to occupy that space as well because they're also black right but have no idea what we're talking about and then they're going to try and want and because they want to occupy that space they're going to try come up with stuff they're going to try and co-opt certain language they're going to try and you know come up with things just so that they fit in with the rest of the blacks even though they have no idea what it's like to have our experiences as people who did grow up or still are working class or poor and so you just you just just going to end up creating a lot of phonies who because they want to prove that they also black then you know they also going to want to have st- struggle stories when they don't have any whereas really what we are being in solidarity with or about is a class issue and not necessarily a race issue hmm. yeah if i was not actually coherent forgive me you know maybe we'll we'll have coherent thoughts on another day thank you so much for listening to this episode and i'll catch you in the next one bye